Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 12 of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, your host extraordinaire and hopefully new BFF. If you are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. So excited you're here and really excited to get to know you guys. If you're not already in our Facebook community, make sure you hop in. Um, All the info for that is in the show notes, but it's such an amazing place for us to get to know each other better. Um, And it's also somewhere where I hop in every time that I am interviewing someone new um, to get your questions answered because it is my goal at all times, you guys, to just be serving your hearts. Um, And if you are new around here, and you aren't sure really what you're getting yourself into, uh, yes, you're going to hear a lot of swearing, so welcome to that. Um, But also, this is a safe space for you to be able to feel less alone on the BS that we live um, every single day. Like I feel like it's so easy as women to just spend all of our energy and our time feeling like we are going through this on our own and that all of this shit, whether it's relationship stuff, health stuff, um, you know, work shit, like that we're going through it by ourselves because we don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about the mess enough. And there is so much beauty and grace in the good and celebrating those things. And you guys know, if you follow me on Instagram, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I am all about finding the joy and like living life at the fullest, even when it's just little bitty moments throughout my day, which you guys might, I leave a pretty normal life, but having a space where we can really just be freaking honest and vulnerable and share what isn't always working too is so important. And also giving you guys the tools to navigate the stuff um, when it's crappy and have successful women who have been through the shit or are going through the shit share what's working for them is so empowering. And I hope it's been empowering you. I hope that this episode empowers you. And if you haven't listened to the other ones, head back. And if you've been here for the long haul, which I know so many of you guys have, I just want to say thank you for tuning in every Thursday sharing like this space with you guys is why I do what I do and hearing you guys have so many takeaways from every episode means the world to me and it just makes me feel like we are making a difference. So if this has changed your life in any way or if this episode resonates, share with a friend, pass along the info. It means so, so, so much. Um, And I have a couple announcements. I'm going to go really quick today though because I'm so excited to bring to you today's guest Um, and she has changed my life and you guys are going to hear why. This is seriously one of the, I think, the funniest conversations. Um, that has been on the podcast. It's like so, but there's so many incredible takeaways that you are going to get out of this. It's unlike anything that I've ever talked about on this podcast before. Um, And also, um, she's just like a hella energizing spirit animal, incredible human. So I can't wait to get for you guys to get to know her better. But before we dive into that, 
Um, I just wanted to share with you guys that I am officially, I know I've been teasing about this on my personal Instagram, but I am officially announcing my news. So as you guys know, I have been in our community and on Instagram kind of saying like, I have some big news to share. And so you guys are hearing it first, um, but I am officially as of next Thursday. So you are listening to this a week out. We are going to be launching. I've been working on this for you guys, and it is called The Busy Babe's Guide to Healthy Living. It is my very, very beautiful labor of love ebook that I have been working on. I'm listening to all of you guys of what you guys need and want to see more of, what you guys are craving in your own life from a health and wellness perspective. And how I can really help you guys and arm you guys with the tools that you need and are craving in your life. Um, as you guys know, I am a health and fitness coach. It's part of uh, what I do. And I help busy babes ditch the diet, find joy in fitness, and live a fuck yes life. And I do this in group programs. And I know that not all of you guys are ready for that or it's not at your point where you're really like fully ready to commit. And a lot of you guys listening are, are already a part of my groups. And I love you guys so much. It's like seriously makes my heart so happy, but I wanted all you guys to have the ability to have a taste and a piece of what it is that I do from a coaching perspective in a more tangible way, in a way that can get into your hands. And so Thank you for all of you guys who have been giving me feedback in our Facebook community. Um, but I've officially created this incredible ebook for you guys. It is a 40 page document filled with tools on getting clear on your vision, um, so many journaling prompts to help you really navigate what that looks like and how you want to show up for your life. Um, and then this, there's a section all about putting that vision into action. Um, and I'm taking you guys through all of my steps of how to make a morning routine really energizing and accessible for busy, busy schedules, um, and how to implement certain affirmations and tools that I use in my day-to-day practice and I share with my clients in their day-to-day practice that can arm you with a positive mindset and really, really energize you throughout your day. And then the meat and potatoes of it all is the Busy Babes Guide, where I walk you through my entire wellness philosophy. I share you guys with you guys my grocery list, um, my meal plan principles. I share sample meal plans that are not based on losing weight or anything, but it's how you want to feel within that. Um, and maybe you might lose weight along the way, but that's not what the uh, primary focus of it is. It's about fueling your body from the inside out and really, really arming your 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 body with the nutrients that it needs to thrive. Um, and then I'm sharing my, my magic meal planning and prepping system um, so that you guys can get meal prep done in like T minus 45 minutes. And then a whole bunch of delicious and incredible recipes that are quick, easy, super affordable, and definitely some treats are mixed in there too. And you guys, it is my my baby. I'm so excited to officially announce that it is going to be launching in a week. That's right. I said it. In a week. So as I am flying off to Mexico, as you probably listen to this, make sure you head on over um, and snag it. It'll be all about um, the it'll be all announced in next week's episode at the very top. Um, but just for your brains, um, if you're like, I know I'm going to need it in a week's time, you can hop on over to uh, my website, amandacatherineloy.com, and that is where you'll be able to grab it in the shop section. Um, I'm so, so excited for you guys to get the goods, and um, and I'm just excited to share and give back to you guys something that has been really, really um, 
really on my heart to put out into the universe for a long time. And, um, and yeah, so Busy Babes Guide is coming your way. So put it on the calendar and get pumped up. Um, all right, you guys. So as you guys know, every single week I do a shout out for those of you who are shouting the podcast out on social media or writing a review. It means the world to me. And this week's shout out goes to my girl, Laura and Sport on Instagram. And she uh, did a, a screenshot of last week's episode with Harmony France, the truth about being a woman in the theater. Um, and she said, y'all go listen to this immediately. Uh, thanks, girl. Love your love your dedication to listening to the pod every week. It makes my heart so happy. And if you have not gotten a chance to listen to that episode, it is really a good one. Um, we talk a lot about some stuff that we don't talk about as much on this podcast. Um, very like theater oriented, but also just talking about being a woman in today's world and and all the goods. So go back, give that a listen. But for today, 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 I am so excited, you guys. To share with you the amazing Angie Lee. You guys, Angie, you guys are going to freaking love her. She is just like, if you think I'm silly and goofy, wait until you meet this girl um, and you will see why she has been such an amazing impact in my life. Um, but she, uh, for a big chunk of last year, was my business coach and helped me see so much about what I needed to be doing more in my life and my business in order to really thrive. And so, Angie Lee is a life coach, marketing mentor to entrepreneurs, author, speaker, co-founder of The Daily Rx, and host of the top-rated Rich Bitch Podcast. That's what I, that's what I said, it, Rich Bitch Podcast. Um, she has a really incredible story. She was a corporate dropout um, and had 100K in debt, and she turned that story into a story of being a seven-figure serial entrepreneur before she hit 30. Uh, and she is dedicated to showing women how to upgrade their relationship with success and monetize their passion. Her passion runs deep for wellness, biohacking, organic marketing, and beyond. And her genius is helping women break up with fear and discover unstoppable confidence. And she does that, you guys. She did that with me in so many ways. And I know that listening to her speak and share her tools and tips with you guys are going to completely change your life. We talk about so many things. Um, a lot of this is money mindset, which is, I know, something that you guys struggle with. That's something I really struggle struggled with for a long time too and still do. Um, so I was for sure taking notes. Um, she talks about money manifestation and what the frig that even is um, and some of her favorite mantras and like how to make shit fun. We talk about it all and laugh a lot. So get ready for the goods. I am so excited to officially introduce her and here we go. Hey, Angie, welcome to the podcast. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. We already were chatting so much, but I know. now it's now it's on. It's now real. it's on. Now it's official. Now we are legit. Yeah, because that's clearly how it works, obviously. Um, no, you guys, I cannot wait for you guys to get to know Angie. Angie has been like such a huge part of my life. Like, I don't even know how I found you on the Insta the world. Yeah. It's like fucking vortex. Right. But, um, like you were still in Chicago, you hadn't left yeah. LA. And I have to say like, just first and foremost, that your journey and you being so unapologetically yourself and like goofy and embracing your weird quirks that I wait what you're a weird person I would have never known what but like for real though like she is just if you don't follow her like go follow her right now but like you are just the most like unapologetic person and everyone knows because they've been listening forever that like the my word of the year is unapologetic and I love it 
I genuinely feel like you gave me permission to be that way. So just oh. I for real, like just going into like <laughs> to today, like I would not be where I am in my business, in my personal life, in my journey, if you hadn't just been you. Like for real. Oh my God, stop. I'm going <laughs> to cry on this episode. <laughs> I probably will too. But like, you've been such a huge part of my life. Wow, and I mean, so awesome. in all facets, like obviously like we work together, you were my business coach, but like beyond that, like I truly did not feel like I, I had permission to be me until I yeah. felt like I saw somebody else doing that and went, Oh, it's okay for me to make faces and make weird noises on social media and people aren't going to think I'm a bizarre human. Actually, people love me more for that. so much. Oh my gosh. This is so amazing. And I'm so grateful for this because it wasn't actually intentional, like being unapologetic. It was just, Hey, if this is what I do and if I don't, if I don't get to be paid to be who I am, I don't want to do this. And I think that's kind of always what I've led with. And it's so cool now to hear this from women because I love that. Yeah, it's fun to teach marketing and social media and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think the coolest thing is to know that there's women out there who now because of just watching someone be unapologetic is they're inspired to be who they fully are. And that sounds so corny and cliche, but it's honestly the smartest thing you could do as a personal brand. And it just feels better and it's more fun. Yeah, that means so much to me because it wasn't even intentional. But I think what happened is when I dived into business coaching, I noticed like, oh, why are all of them so serious? Like, does this have to be so serious? And Mm -hmm. I thought, well, what if I'm like weird, but also teaching these heavy topics? What would happen? And so I'm constantly trying to kind of balance that dichotomy. But I, I appreciate that you recognize that. And I think that's so awesome that it affected you so much. That makes me so happy. I'm no, so grateful. For real. Like I adore you. And I, I wonder, like, has it always been a part of you, like from your whole life? Like, have you always felt that in tune with who you are and just like, didn't give up, don't give a fuck about what people think? Or yeah. is it something yeah. you kind of had to learn as you got older and, and grew into yourself? That's a really good question. No one's ever asked me that. Um, I think, Points I think for I always, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Let me think. I feel like, I was always a bold and very like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like I always was a very bold woman who knew what I wanted and knew who I was in a sense. But Mm -hmm. I think throughout the process, it still is hard to manage uh, the fear of what if not everybody likes me. And I think that still is a part of just growing a large personal brand is there's going to be people who love me and get my weirdness and my humor or whatever, or get my personality. And then there's people who don't, and that's totally fine. I think learning to sift through that is still a process and it's only going to keep happening. So I'm trying to learn now how to kind of sift through that and realize like, Hey, I'm just going to be who I am. And if people don't love it, then on to the next one. And there's for every hundred people that love you, there's always going to be one that doesn't. And that's fine. And that's just mm-hmm. life. And that's building a personal brand. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm now, although people don't see that, that is something I'm still always working on is, is how to uh, manage that. Is there something that you've been doing that's been working? <sighs> you know, I just <laughs> Help assist <tired>. out. <laughs> I know I'm, it's this quote or it's this one book. It's a, it's a supplement. You guys no, <laughs> fish oil. <laughs> Go do um, it now. <laughs> Fish oil. Um, I I actually recently just hired uh, this energy healer, like therapist slash chiropractor dude. He's everything in one. And he works under this guy who works with Tony. And I was like, Tony Robbins. And I was like, okay, I need to figure out your like official first that. name with him. I think works I under Tony, you know, casual. Like we, I was like, tone, he's tone, my husband. You know, it's cool. Tone, tone. 
my husband, obviously my husband. So I, I, it's my husband. I don't need to say his last name. That'd be weird. I'm married to him. Okay. Oh obviously. So you're making the weird so laugh come out already. God damn it. I just realized that, um, and this is for all of you ladies listening. And I'm really excited to share this because this is actually such a cool topic, but with any lightness comes this darkness. And that sounds so like cliche and corny again, but at the same time, anytime you're building a large br- a business, a large brand, a large audience, a lot of eyeballs are on you. You're exerting a lot of energy and value. Well, guess what comes with that? I'm just, mm-hmm. I could, if I would allow it to just constantly be depleted and allow that to really affect me. And so I'm working now with the, with this team and with him to really work on what he calls increasing my um, bandwidth essentially. So I can serve more people. And as I grow in the next five, 10 years, I'm able to help more people and serve them without me feeling completely defeated or Mm -hmm. me really feeling like I'm drained. And then also managing that fear of taking it always to the next level. It's actually a lot of anxiety that comes with that Mm -hmm. growth. And so learning to manage that I think is huge and something they don't really teach you about like, Oh, Hey, guess what? You're going to build this huge business. And with that's going to be some anxiety, like have fun. I think that learning to deal with that still at a young age is, is my next goal this year is to obviously build the team and then have him help me through that process. And yeah, I think this is a, a, a tip for all of you ladies. If you're a coach, online health coach, life coach, if you're serving people in network marketing, whatever you're doing, you're essentially serving people all day. You're giving, you're creating content. I mean, I'm a creator. I'm literally creating content pretty much all day long, six mm-hmm. days a week, seven days a week sometimes. So that's a lot of energy to put out. And then women wonder, why do they have adrenal fatigue or why are they tired? It's like, well, you're serving people all day mm-hmm. and then we don't remember to take energy in. So that's something that's coming up for me that I'm really working on. I love that. And I think that's something that anyone can even take away. Like nurses, like lawyers, moms. Yeah, exactly. Like no matter who you are, and as women, I feel like it's so easy to just give, 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 and constantly be, you know, focused on other people. And it's, it's really tough for a lot of us. And I know I'm a recovering people pleaser, um, to put energy into ourselves and to invest in ourselves in all ways. Um, and so I know that's something that you are super passionate about investing in yourself, whether it comes from, you know, health, uh, and, but also like from a financial standpoint and putting yourself first, like, has that always been something that, cause I know at 19, you fucking like sold your car. Like this story is crazy. You guys to go if, find my husband. Yeah. If you guys don't know who Tony Robbins is, first of all, like put down this episode right now, like, stop this episode, stop this right episode. Now and check yourself. Yeah. Like, like your, <laughs> like your life is, is going to change. Um, but I read awaken the giant within, I want to say like three years ago now and totally changed my life. It's a, basically the Bible of personal, personal development. I think it is. And I know that like, he's been a huge impact in your own personal journey. So like, how did you at such a young age, like yeah. just have this fuck it mentality and know that investing in yourself was important because I feel yeah. like I didn't know that. I feel like I spent so many years in fear of doing those things and like limiting myself. And I see so many women doing the same. So how did you do, how did you even start that? Yeah. At at, at a young age, I kind of knew I had like a calling. It sounds so, you know, not even weird. It doesn't sound weird, but I had a calling like, okay, you're going to be a vessel for communication. Like I just always kind of knew since probably like eight or nine years old. And my dad used to play Tony Robbins tapes in the car. Mm -hmm. And I used to be like, Oh my God, this guy is amazing. (laughs) And I want to be him one day and all this stuff. So since a little girl, I was always listening to those. I saw my dad be an entrepreneur. I saw my parents start businesses. And I think subconsciously what I picked up is that you have to risk to make great money. 
Mm-hmm. Like you literally have to put yourself on the line to be able to make great, great money. People who made okay money and average money were never the ones who were playing with the money or risking the money. So I kind of saw that as a young girl. And then what's happened is, of course, over the last 10 years, I've really studied high-level entrepreneurs, CEOs, successful people. And I've noticed that they all have one thing in common and it's that they risked mm-hmm. and put themselves on the line. And the only way they made fantastic money was by saying to themselves, I need to hire a team. I need to outsource. I need to get my own coaches. I need to go to events. I need to network. I mean, building a business does cost money. It's this energy that we need to put in to show the universe, Hey, I'm serious. And then we eventually get it back and there's a return on investment. So I've always had a kind of a healthy relationship with taking risk. I I'm still young. And I feel like if you're listening to this and you're under, I don't know, 90, <laughs> if you're under, especially like 35, not a grandma would, yet, you know, <laughs> yeah, not, if you're not a grandma yet, but if you are, whatever life, yeah. you, you still have life in you. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you're under 35 and you, especially if you don't have kids yet, like, fuck, like you're in one of the mm. coolest positions you'll ever be in. And you might as well find something you love and put it on the line and risk it, especially if that's financially, because you can always pick yourself up. And our worst case scenario usually doesn't happen anyway. So yeah, I've kind of always had this somewhat of a healthy relationship with realizing that if I'm the asset, I need to put energy into this to make this grow. Mm -hmm. I have never met one business owner or successful entrepreneur who said, Oh, I just, you know, it just happened and I didn't risk anything. And Mm -hmm. now I just have this multi-million dollar business. I noticed this trend. And so when I picked up on that, after studying people who I looked up to, I noticed, wow, they all were in that same situation of, oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh my God, I'm in debt or, oh my God, I need to invest in this right now. And I noticed patterns. And I think that that pattern is important for all of the women listening to know is that that's not crazy that you're, that you're realizing that you need to invest to grow. Mm -hmm. So what were some of your, oh my God moments? (sighs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like, oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, there's so many. I'm trying to think. Um, I think, I think one of the biggest ones was just, just debt in general. I know a lot of women that scares them and that's Mm -hmm. terrifying and it's this heaviness and it's like this heavy energy on your chest. And I've said this before, if you guys follow me, but you have to find a way to release it and use it as energy and use it as fuel and realize that a lot of successful people were in debt at some point. So it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that's who you're always going to be. That's not your identity. So I think that for me was was really hard to accept. At first I was super resistant to that. Like, Oh my gosh, how did I do this? How am I going to pay off hundred K Yeah, horrible people do this broke people do this, but then realizing, no, this is normal. This is okay. And using that as leverage. Yeah. Cause that's such a big, I mean, I know so many people, like I'm really lucky that I'm, I left school without any debt, but my husband on the other hand left school with over hundred thousand dollars in debt. And, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of people who are the same way and it's just, it's this burden. It's every single day you feel so stuck. And so like, how, how did you, knowing you had that much debt, like how did you navigate your way out of that in a healthy way and not let it like slow you down and hinder you in the process? Yeah. I think what's been helpful is obviously knowing that time was on my side and I would eventually pay it off. And I think knowing that, yeah, for me, it was obviously I use humor a lot just to cope and deal with things. And it's part mm-hmm. of my personality. So I actually started to just like laugh at it and be like, oh, that's funny. It's just a number. It's just a number in a bank account. It doesn't define who I am. And I started mm-hmm. to separate it from my identity. So yeah. I am not my dad. I'm Angie. I'm this friend. I'm this girlfriend. I'm this coach. I'm this leader. I'm all of these things. And then I happen to have 
debt or mm-hmm. I did <laughs> got any more, but I happened to have debt. And so I think that was really nice to separate those two and not see it as my identity. And you know, with the power of language and the power of mm-hmm. manifestation and the law of attraction, if you wake up every day and say, oh my gosh, I'm in so much debt. I have no money. I'm broke. You're just going to be. So what I did is I would constantly train my brain to basically shift the gremlins and move from a negative mindset to a positive mindset of, oh my gosh, I'm so broke. How am I going to pay this off? And staring at it every day and looking at my bills to, oh my gosh, how exciting is that going to be once I pay it all off? So I I shifted Mm -hmm. the energy from broke, I suck. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do to, wow, this is going to be so incredible once I do pay it off. And I would just basically I call it playing in the fantasy world with, with my brain where I would trick it into thinking like, wow, this is going to be so great once I have blah, 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 or feel blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so for all of you listening, you have debt. If you focus on the debt, it actually gets worse. You yeah. actually have to take the energy off the debt because what you put energy on grows, yeah. take the energy off the debt and focus it on what that life is going to look like once it is paid off, because it will be paid off. It's just a matter of when. So the more you can focus on what you do want to happen, it will happen just by the law of attraction. So, okay. For those who are listening, who have no idea what the law of attraction is, can, I know this is a big part of what you practice, like preach and practice in your own life. So can you explain a little bit in your own words, what that, what that looks like? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not Esther Hicks, but let me try. I know, right? Goddamn. If you don't know who she is, look her up on YouTube. It's creepy as fuck. That's all you need to know. (laughs) It's it's freaking amazing. So the guy I work with channels Esther or channels uh, Abraham. Okay. And so Abraham essentially is like this collective it's not one person actually mm-hmm. that she's channeling. It's a collective energy that brings downloads. But essentially the law of attraction is like attracts like, and it's to, to break it down in simple terms, what you focus on expands and happens and comes into your life. So if you constantly wake up every day and tell yourself you're fat and you're ugly, you'll notice that women actually find it more difficult to lose weight because they envision themselves at this certain set point. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing now with money and success and your career. If you envision that you're this broke person who is never able to figure it out and your focus and your energy, your thoughts are generative. So if that energy is actually focused on wow, this sucks. This sucks. I suck. If you say that enough, you actually tell your subconscious brain that you suck and your brain doesn't know the difference between your thoughts or reality. It it doesn't Mm -hmm. know. It doesn't really know the difference between what's real and what's not. And it eventually starts to manifest exactly what you don't want because we are so powerful as humans. We can actually manifest what we don't want. I mean, how many times in life have you thought about something you really don't want a lot and then it actually happens. You're like, Mm -hmm. shit, I was so afraid this was going to happen. It's because you actually manifested it happening, whether it was good or bad. Again, the universe is neutral as well. So it doesn't know what good or bad is. So this is where we have, we have a choice at any moment to be thinking either what we do want or we don't want. Your brain can't be thinking both at once simultaneously. So you might as well think about what you do want to happen. Mm -hmm. And I teach women this now in business, like, Hey, you don't have clients. Hey, you're broke. Hey, you're brand new to entrepreneurship. Okay. We could sit and have a pity party and it might be fun for a few minutes, but how, how quickly can we shift that mindset of, I'm broke. I have no clients. Nobody's going to buy this. I literally have girls who say that to me all over and over on every single call. They'll say, oh, just so broke. Or, oh man, people are going to hate this sales page or people are going to hate this product. And I'm like, I mean, they, they, they are now that you say that, (laughs) like, why would we even put that out there into the universe? And of course we're all human. I still do this. I have negative thoughts. Of Mm -hmm. course I'm, I'm a human, but I try to as quickly as I can shift that into, okay, what do I want to happen in this situation? And this is where I teach women with courses specifically in online entrepreneurship to focus on the clients that don't even exist yet. Like envision what they're going to feel like. What is that going to be like helping these people? What is that number? What is that financial goal that you want to hit? And envision that coming into your life and think about it so much that every action is working up towards that. And it's almost like reverse engineering. You have the set goal, you have the thing you want. And then I, I do believe that whether you're religious listening or whatever you believe in the universe, God, 
it co-creates with you and every action moving up to that point now is in alignment with what you do want. And it's funny. You're like, oh, that's so cool. I met the right person. And then that girl found me and the client found me and everything Mm -hmm. starts to fall into place. We call this serendipity or being at the right place in the right time. I think serendipity happens when you tell the universe, hey, let's do this. Let's co-create what we want to happen. I know what the end goal is. It's what I want. You know, it's what I want. And then every action works towards that goal. So that's what I, I suggest to women is, especially when you're starting a business, it's so easy to play the victim and be, and, and to have a little pity party. But I think the smart entrepreneurs know that you can only waste so much time within the pity party because we don't have a lot of time. We might as well just shift yeah. that mindset. So I hope that explained it. It's basically no, yeah. what you think about a lot in life will happen. Yeah. And you know, it's <laughs> in so layman's funny. terms. <laughs> it's so funny because for so long, like I would hear this term and, and hear people talk about it. And I'd be like, this is a load of fucking bullshit. And like, I'm not a super religious, spiritual person, mm-hmm. but I can honestly say that the last couple of years, like through certain exercises like vision boards and just being more open to my and and being curious about my mindset and shifting those words, just like you said, my dialogue, just changing my words from I'm broke or I'm never going to be successful or I'm going to suck on this date or what the fuck ever um, and change it to like, no, you got this girl. Like you're a badass. Like you're going to be able to do what you a hundred percent want. And by the end of this year, like this is going to happen. And I put this on this vision board and all of the shit ended up coming true this year. Yep. And because like, you believed it actually would come true. Yeah. And it's, and I, you know, I don't know how much of it is universe, whatever. And I think, I think honestly it's, it's, I think it's a sense of like, if you believe that for you, it's going to work, you know? And yeah, you're setting the standard. Exactly. And I think ultimately when you decide that you are worthy of receiving it, that's when it clicks. Because until you do that, you're not going to put the energy out into the universe of saying, I can accept this right now. And yep. so it won't give it to you. Um, yep. And I know I was constantly beating myself up against a wall, especially like from a financial standpoint for so long in my life. I mean, I had so much anxiety around money and I didn't come out of school with a lot of debt. And I grew up in like a really, really like safe financial like background. Like I had a real what I thought was a good relationship with money. Um, and then I, I leave college and all of a sudden I'm constantly feeling broke. I'm like, I'm living this, I'm a struggling actor life. And, you know, like I have so many artists in my, in my world and you know, that's what, what I got my degree in is musical theater. And so you leave school and you're told, oh, it's going to be hard. You're going to struggle. Um, you're going to be in like having to work all these jobs. And so, of course, I created that reality for myself. Yeah. And I was yeah. financially like exhausted. I was running around doing jobs I hated. And of course, three years later, I have a giant quarter life crisis where I'm fucking burnt out and like not making any money and a complete mess. And now I love how you just said you basically created your reality. I did. You literally created that scene. You said, this is who I am. Amanda is the struggling artist. And that's what struggling artists do. You literally created this movie in your brain. And then your brain tells your body like, Hey, this is the reality. And I truly believe that we live up to the standards that we set. Mm, Yeah. You told yourself, no, I'm going to be that one actor that isn't like that, or I'm going to reframe this. It would have maybe been a different situation, but you allowed yourself to live that story that you, you allowed yourself to live that limiting belief in a sense. Yeah. And I did until 
I started bringing people into my life that didn't let me anymore. Like I started having coaches like you or like my, you know, my business mentor who like taught me, you know, like things about like, no, you don't have to believe these things. And the second you shift that and, and like we said, do positive, you know, like ways of saying it instead of being like, I'm broke saying, I'm going to feel so great when this gets paid off or, and just visioning that it really, I, I can't explain it. And call it law of attraction, call it the universe, call it manifestation, call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. But I can genuinely say that I'm sitting here as living proof that like when you focus on positive things, it's going to happen. I mean, for your fucking course, Angie, I had I didn't have the money for it. Like hands down, I was like, there's no way I can afford this. And I was like, well, I'll figure it out. And so I paid it because I'm of the belief now that you invest in yourself. It took me a long time to get there. But I paid it, and literally a week later, I got a tax refund that I was not anticipating at all for almost the exact amount. Like, literally, it was over the amount of that That's I... That's crazy. That's like, amazing. That happens a lot. I've heard that from a lot of women. It's like, freaky, isn't it? It's so fucking creepy. <laughs> the universe is on your side, for sure. Yeah. And for women listening, whatever you believe in, realize that this law is the most real universal law. We are literally energetic beings spinning on a ball right now. Like, let's just all take a reality check of what's really going on. So for women who think it's not real or it's too woo-woo, totally respect that, but realize that it's the realest thing that actually exists. We are literally little atoms and neurons and whatever. Let's go back to science Science class, just buzzing around. (laughs) And we're literally vibrationally like touching each other and interacting and you're creating all of this. This is just a game that we're playing and we actually get to create and write the whole story. And that might be a little bit mm-hmm. out there and woo woo. And you're like, this Angie chick is fucking nuts. But you know <laughs> what? The people who believe that the crazy ones who believe that are the ones who actually have the best lives. Cause they truly believe that this is a game of choice and this is a game of decision. And yeah. if you want to play it and make it fun, you can, if you want it to be miserable, life can be miserable. Yeah. Life's as miserable as you say it is right. Like it really, really is. And I think that more people need to believe that in their body versus just saying it too. So I'm a visceral person. So if you're auditory, maybe this is you saying mantras to yourself. If you're visual, this is sticky notes. But for me, Mm -hmm. I'm very uh, visceral and uh, physical and like kinesthetic with it. So I like to say these mantras when I'm on a walk or working out just so Mm -hmm. I can like feel it in my body of like, you're worthy or this is what's going to happen or this is what you want and kind of like role playing well, um, as I'm moving my body. So I love that you said that. And I just think, yeah, all in all, I think we live up to the standards that we set and yeah. we live up to the story that we write. And I think that's so cool to hear that you literally just rewrote that story and you're getting so much better at just leading with the positive versus the negative. It's crazy because I don't think I realized that until I was just saying it, you know, I don't think I'd made that click yeah. before. So yeah. It's yeah. So it's nuts. awesome. Once you start doing it, you guys, you can play with it in other scenarios of your life. And it's really fun. Actually, you can have fun with it and you can start to manifest little things. And you're like, how did that just happen? Oh my God, that's crazy. Okay. So what's like something you've manifested in your life? Okay. Lately? So everybody's different at manifesting different things. So Uh, For example, my friend, Lena, who I've brought on my show before, she's really good at manifesting people. So I'm getting better at people where if you literally think about it enough and you almost, she, she says, embody that you're the certainty that you're going to meet that person, you'll meet them. And she's done it with famous people. She met Marie Forleo at Venice. She just kind of like feels them and sees them and looks at their work enough and is like, oh, I'm going to meet them one day. It's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. then she meets them and it's crazy. And so I'm trying to get better at meeting people people and just setting the intention of, Oh, we'll, we'll cross paths one day. Like I know our souls will cross paths. Mm-hmm. What I'm freakishly able to do is little stuff, like funny stuff. Um, 
I will say like, oh, someone, something crazy is going to, or weird's going to happen today, or there's going to be a weird incident. And then like something weird will happen. Or I was in Tulum at this manifestation retreat and they were having us play with how to do it. And I was able to manifest everything that was going to come to the table. It started to get weird. I was like, okay, the next dessert's going to look like this. And I, I made it so weird. I was like, it's going to be white with some red, red strawberries to the left and then have this. And sure enough, like it happens if you're like super in alignment and in tune, we were all like, what is going on here right now? Maybe I mean, Tulum is also psychic. a magical vortex. <laughs> yeah. Tulum is also a magical vortex. I swear we were all sober, but it was just weird to be able to know that we have the power to do little things if you're willing to tap in and be intuitive, but you do have to be in a very, very receptive state. So most of us are not in a receptive state. We're very blocked off from our emotions and what's going on in our reality. So I do suggest if you're listening, um, first tapping into like meditation and just getting more comfortable in your body and with being receptive to those things before you just kind of like, I want to manifest a new car. Oh, where I thought it would be right here. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And you have to get out of the house. So the universe is funny. Obviously it has a sense of humor. It doesn't care about the how, and it doesn't want you to care about the house. So you have to, you almost have to, uh, unattach from the house. So if my outcome is I really want to manifest this brand new car and you're focused on this beautiful car, what it's going to smell like, what it's going to feel like. You're just so excited. There's this new car coming to you and you just start to really believe it in your body. And the first time you say it, you're not going to believe it. You're going to be like, I want a new car. Yay. Then if you really, really start to like believe it in your body, say the mantra over and over, the universe will give it to you, but not in the way you expected. Mm -hmm. It won't be like, oh, it just shows up because your neighbor had an extra car or whatever you envisioned. It's going to be in some weird messed up way. Like your cousin's uncle's sister had an, you know, like, I don't know, had another car. And then they said, Hey, do you want it? And like the, it just happens in the weirdest way. It's not the way we maybe planned, but it's still the end goal that we wanted. So with business, I think it's the same. It's okay. If this is my end result, I'm so unattached to how that's going to happen, but I I will still want somewhat of that end result, but I'm also having some unattachment with how the universe is going to get me there in a weird squiggly line. So right, you're trying not to force (laughs) it. You're trying to allow flow. Yeah. Just kind of like letting go and knowing it's a game and it's fun having fun with it. I think that helps my, my friend who teaches Atlanta, she's helped me to realize like, Hey, it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be really intense because Mm -hmm. then it, then it doesn't happen. (laughs) And that's like what you preach for your whole life is like, make it fun, which I love. Like, okay. What are some of your favorite ways to make your day fun? (laughs) I love it. I feel like you're a fun person too. So this is amazing. Um, Yeah, I think that laughter and silliness literally heals the world. Like my dream job is obviously to be a stand-up comedian. So just F all of this. Obviously. Obviously. Like it's not even a joke. Okay. Like this is real. Okay, this is real. Okay, wait, are you like doing stand-up like on the side? Wait. I'm gonna start, yeah. Okay, wait, tell me one of your jokes. (laughs) Putting you on the spot. Okay, okay, I have one. Ready? You guys ready? What did the What did the landlord say to, hold on, wait, how does the, fuck, how does the joke You're really go? killing it right now. Guys, Slow clap. throw the tomatoes at my face. <laughs> throw the tomatoes at my face. Oh, okay. This yoga instructor lives in an apartment building and her landlord knocks on her door and he's like, we have to evict you. And she's like, no. What does she say? What does she say? Namaste. <laughs> yeah. Killing it with the jokes. <laughs> okay, that's the worst joke I've ever heard. Ooh, I think you need to up I your game. I can't stop laughing at my own jokes. 
I'll, I'll save some more for like, you guys have to come to my show. I can't give Clearly. my best stuff away oh, right, right now on this you're podcast. Right. How obviously. dare I ask? How dare that I would ask? not be a smart move as a, as a professional mm. high level mm-hmm. stand up comedian. Yeah. You're really, you're really killing <laughs> Who's been game. paid $0 this <laughs> for my work. But anyway, you know what? That's but the I dream know. is real. I'm so proud of you for like even putting that into the universe because like, why the fuck not? Like, if you want to be a stand-up comedian, go fucking be a stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedian slash podcaster slash business coach slash all these other random things. I mean, if there's anything I can resonate with, it's that. I mean, look at my freaking like resume of what I do. It's like, who are you? And and why are you Wait, have you ever things? done comedy or just acting? No, I do. Yeah, I do. I don't do um, stand-up, but I do sketch comedy and stuff. Like, Oh, my God. Fun. We'll have to talk about that sometime. Yeah. Uh, some tips and some life advice about I want to hear about it. I think that's so cool. And I truly believe some of you listening might be like, whatever. I think comedians are the, some of the smartest people. Do you want to know why? I truly believe that if you're, if you are able to one, entertain people on a stage and also hold composure Mm -hmm. while you're giving a speech, not only is it a speech, so that's already terrifying in in itself, but you're also trying to get an emotion out of the audience. I think you have to be so witty, so brilliant, so talented. And I actually was told by a business mentor to study them because they mm-hmm. just the craft of comedy and being able to do that is an, it's a it's a great strength that you can apply to all areas of your life so yeah. I I am being serious I actually think that they're awesome and I totally look up to them and I'm like wow if I could get on a stage one day and like make people laugh like that like that's so cool and they have to memorize and oh my god think of all everything that goes into that right welcome to my life as an actor yeah <laughs> guys it's amazing it's amazing I like watch it I'm like yeah, it's it's hard. It's that a would craft. be the most empowering moment. But I would get up there and just be like, <laughs> and just no, run. You off. kill it. Who are some of your favorite comedians? So I like I like Amy Schumer, and I watch some of those sometimes. I've been going to um, I've seen some in LA before, but I really like um, I've been I watch mostly guys. Like I love mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. He's my favorite podcaster. He's my favorite comedian. I I love him. Dave Chappelle, obviously, like the mm-hmm. typical like the common ones, obviously yeah. that are on the on the roster I watch. Um, and then there's some new guys on Netflix that I'll find and I'll just like watch a little bit. Um, I should probably know their names. I'll just watch them and just kind of take it in. And it's so cool to, to study them. And I just think it's awesome. And I, there's a little part of me that's like, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I love it. I could go. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to happen. I give you really permission is, to knows, do that. <laughs> I know I've had this goal for, I've actually had this dream for a while. I always play with it and joke about it, but I'm really serious on um, doing it on the side while I'm here in LA. Anyway, there's great classes yeah. that I can tap into and then seeing how I can bring it into my performances as a speaker and mm-hmm. kind of blend obviously comedy with inspiration and have fun with that. That's kind of my vision because no one's really doing that that well and no one's doing it enough. And I hate how there's these really serious life coaches and speakers. And then we have comedians. Well, why can't we, why can't we blend and marry those and realize that I can use comedy to heal. I can use comedy to teach. 100%. I just think it's beautiful and amazing. And I told my boyfriend the other day, I'm like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian and just fuck all of this. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what? I'm like, wait, you don't think I'm funny? He's like, uh, <laughs> he like, doesn't think I'm serious. And I'm like, my secret dream job probably pays like 10 grand a year, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's fun though. You know, and I, I truly believe like, and I think this about you, I think you're a storyteller and I see myself Aww. in the same way, you know, like. I, when people ask me now, like what I do, I'm like, I just, I can't give you the laundry list of like podcaster, like actor, health coach, like teacher. I'm a storyteller. I am so passionate about telling stories. Everything I do tells stories and helps impact other people's lives. And I think like it is a rare thing to be able to be actually freaking good at it and you kill it. So it's just going to be another way of you telling stories. 
Yeah, I love it. I, I, I've noticed that is kind of the, the biggest passion of mine is storytelling. Yeah. I think it sells. I think it's great for marketing. I think it's, it's, it's authenticity at its finest. It's yeah. the purest form of communication. We've been storytelling for, I don't know what, hundreds of thousands yeah. <laughs> of years. They were like drawing pictures with their poop on a wall. And they were like, that's how they were talking to each other. And it was like a story. I mean, poop. <laughs> come on guys. It was their own poop. Obviously they didn't have markers. So <laughs> they didn't have Sharpies, you guys in like the 1400s. So I just love it. And I, I teach women that all, all the time, obviously, and, and with mm-hmm. marketing, but I think it's so fun. I think if you can capture someone with story, you win, whatever it is, whether you're totally. staying on stage, if you're selling a program, if you can learn to craft your story in a really powerful way, I think you can sell quote unquote anything. Yeah. And I think that that's a really powerful skill to have. So that's why I really want to study comedians more. I think that they're the secret ninjas. I think they're the, the, the like one of the smartest people because they're able to like, you know, shift mm-hmm. and I don't know. Yeah. I love that. Cool. All right. Let's, let's pivot for a second and go yeah. back to money mindset. Cause we could talk about comedians all Manifestation, day. Manifestation, comedians. <laughs> no, I want to talk to you about money mindset because this was yeah. a, hearing you talk about this was kind of the, the shift that I needed in my own life around money. Um, because I felt like I didn't really understand why I was so limited in that sense and why I had so much anxiety around it. So can you share a little bit about some of the tools that you help your students or, or, or people in your life that you love um, work through this BS that we tell ourselves that we're not worth investing in ourselves or that we're never going to be able to be successful or anything like that that just really, yeah. really resonates? Yeah. I, I just heard this the other day on Shaleen Johnson's podcast. It was what she said, like scared money, don't make money or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, that's so what I, what I, what I love to preach because like I said earlier, I think that if you're scared to play with it, if you're scared to move the energy, it's never going to come back to you. So one realizing it's just energy. You guys, it's literally just fucking numbers. It's just energy. It's, it's nothing more than that. Imagine if money didn't have anything back to it. It would just be a piece of paper. I mean, it, it really is just an energy that once you realize it will come back to you, if you're putting energy into the asset, which is usually you, if you're the personal brand, I believe that's the first step to having a healthy relationship. I also think that identifying where your money blocks are from, or these money blockages, I think a lot of them are actually from childhood. I think Mm -hmm. that they're really deep rooted in our subconscious from mom or dad that told you that life is hard. Things are really expensive. We're always going to be broke and then you die and that's it. Imagine how many people's parents literally tell them that, right? Like that's what they think the reality of life is. And so identifying where it's from, is that from your mom or dad or where did that come from? And maybe having that conversation with them and it's probably not a fun conversation, but releasing that and realizing you get to write a new story any single day you want. And every single day we do get to write a new story with money. I also think that um, realizing that, what was I going to say? Um, I think, I think realizing again, what I said, I mean, there's so much we can go into with money blocks. So I'm like, (laughs) this is like a 10 hour conversation. But um, like I said before, I think it's, it's key to see what people before you who are successful, how their relationship with money is. And like I said, you'll notice that most people who are successful aren't holding on to their money really tightly. Mm -hmm. They're allowing it to move. They're allowing it to work for them and allowing it to circulate back. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a re- repositioning of energy. I think people get a little too caught up in it sometimes too. They're like freaking out. They're like, Oh, I have this block and block. And they're making a block about the block. And it's like, guys, it's simply just energy. Oh, language. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, I had a third one that I wanted to bring up your language around money. I think is the very first step that you can take, which is 
assessing how you speak to money. Money is, is, is similar to a boyfriend or a husband or a loved one that how you speak to it is going to depict the relationship. And so mm-hmm. if you're constantly telling yourself, this is manifestation weaved in a little bit. If you're constantly telling yourself that you're broke and you're cheap and you're poor and life's really expensive, well, life's going to be expensive yeah. and it's cool. Like living out in LA, things literally cost eight times more. That's just mm-hmm. LA. And so mm-hmm. I could sit here and cry about it and pout about it and say, Oh, Oh my God, everything's so expensive. The green juice is $45. <laughs> Life oh is God. so rough out Wait, here. Is that real? And there are some people who do that, but like, <laughs> you'll notice that most people out here are successful. They're literally just, they don't, they don't even think like that. The people mm-hmm. who are high vibe or the entrepreneurs that I am in the circles with, it's like, Hey, you signed up for this party and guess what? You have to make more money now. Like, that's it. You just make more money and it's simple. And so shifting that mindset to, is it really expensive? Is life really rough? And, and, you know, is it really expensive or is it just now a reframing of that energy of, okay, if this is where you want to live, or if that's what you want, find a way to make it happen. Like you said about investing in yourself. I think there's always a way. I think we just don't allow ourselves to see the opportunity. And that's what, uh, if you guys haven't read rich dad, poor dad, definitely read rich dad, poor dad by mm-hmm. Robert Kiyosaki. It's awesome. And uh, he mentions that where the, the poor dad obviously is like, oh my God, we're so broke. We can't afford that. And then the rich dad has the mindset of how, how would we afford that? Like, how could we afford that if we really, really wanted to, mm. what would we have to do or how could we make that happen? And that to me, I think is everything. I apply that to everything. Now, if I want something, I'm just like, oh, let me, let me shift the mindset around it. So it's really, it sounds like what you're saying is it's really less about like, bringing more money in literally and more just about how you are associating with them with the money in the world in general yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely and I think that um I have a pretty cool relationship with money now and that literally every time I invest in something at a really high level I always know it's going to come back to me fivefold and tenfold and I just Mm -hmm. am in alignment with that and that's the standard that I set to me in the universe we're like you know we're, we're homies we kind of set that we're like, Hey, you're going to go invest 40 grand into this thing or put this into this, a new assistant or whatever it is. Like, I kind of have this vision that whenever I do that, it's like putting it into the bucket of like, it's like this uh, fountain yeah, <laughs> like circles back. And, um, I always think doing the right thing is the right thing. And this is so similar to manifestation in that the, how do I want to phrase this? The, the way that you, um, how you invest money right now and what you invest in, you never really go backwards. So mm-hmm. whether that's a business coach your rent, whatever it is, once you're at a certain level of what you're used to investing in and what you're willing to accept, you never really go backwards, which is really nice. So if I'm saying to myself, okay, oh my gosh, I really need that thing for my business, but oh, it's too expensive. Well, I could reframe it and say, it, it, will this be a return on investment for me? Yes. I always do the ROI check. If it's an ROI for my happiness or my success or other people's mm-hmm. success, it's always a heck yes. So I'll do that check really quick. And if I get that ROI, heck yes, then I say, okay, well, obviously this is going to come back to me. Like there is no, there's nothing to fear around here. And I go into, if I get that sense of fear, I, I sit in it for a second and say, what is the fear, Angie? What is it that you'll never see it again? That you you know, you won't make that back. I mean, is that fear realistic in a sense, but it's only going to be realistic if that's Mm -hmm. the new intention that I set. Of course, this is like putting the law of attraction now into, into money, but you just have to believe that if that's the standard that you set, you'll never go backwards. So even out in LA, okay, my rent's like literally five times more than Chicago, which is insane. But then it's thinking to myself, okay, if that's my new standard, I actually will never go backwards because that's what I've told myself or the universe that, Hey, this is the standard of what I accept to live. And this is 
my life. And so I always will make enough to set that new standard. So yeah, it's, 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 it's just a game of like the standard that you set yeah. and what you're willing to accept. And you women will, you ladies will realize that the minute that you start putting money into you, which is the investment, if of course you are the coach or the leader, it always will come back to you because you're making yourself a greater asset. And if you're trying to mm -hmm. build a personal brand or sell things online, if you're not this high vibe asset, it's difficult to have people purchase from you. I mean, they're, they're buying you as the asset. So, yeah. and I think even, you know, for, for all of you women out there who are, are not coaches or are not like a personal brand brand of any kind, like when you invest yeah. in you, you're telling yourself that you are worthy. And yeah. I think that's, for me, what the key thing, like the first time I invested in like a health program that actually resonated with me, I was like, I don't have $150, which I did. Like I had it somewhere. I could figure it out in my budget. I was, you know, but I was like, I don't have $150. How do I do this? And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it work. And it's like completely spitballed into helping me become the most like vibrant, healthy version of me. And it's like, I hear so many women constantly saying, well, I can't afford this or I can't do it. And I think the shift in, in seeing the worth and knowing what, like what you said, the return on investment, like is what you're going to get from putting this money into this experience worth what you're going to come out on the other side. Even if you don't get that money back, even if you're not like a thousand dollars richer on the other side, who the fuck cares? Because if you are a better version of you, it's goddamn worth the $150 that you know, you're going to spend on target. Like anyways, the next time that you're there buying random shit that you don't need. Yeah, I, I literally do this check now <laughs> in my head of, will this make me happier? Yes. Yeah. Will this make people I love happier or will this make the business more money? Yes. And if it's a yes, we just do it. Like mm -hmm. I'm super abundant now. Like I literally invest and spend all week long on stuff. But if you looked at it, you'd be like, oh, it's make to make you happier. Yeah. Like assistant, getting groceries delivered, like everything. And it does add up, but I don't see, I don't even look at the numbers anymore. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm grateful to be at a financial place where I don't have to, but yeah. I just kind of go and I'm like, all right, need it. Boom. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it's cool because I think I go for you women listening, I got to that financial place by working backwards to catch 22. I had to act like that first. And yeah. I think that it's not like, Oh, I had all this money and then I could just get whatever. It's like, <laughs> no, I had to treat my business and my asset, which is me like that. I treated it like it was the most precious, most amazing and awesome mm -hmm. thing because you all are who are listening. And if you don't treat yourself like that, the business is never going to grow. And it's that mentality of acting like this six or seven figure woman before you become her, because I mean, would she get that personal assistant? Would she get her nails done here and there? Would she take care of her energy? Would right. she invest in the healthy food so she feels good? Would she mess with the business coach or the conference? I mean, she probably would because she's that's what she would do. And so you mm -hmm. almost have to act like that woman now today. And then it happens because it's this whole mm -hmm. act as if model. And I, I love that's that. literally what I did years and years ago. I said, what would a woman who runs this massive business, what would she do all day? What would she wear? What would she say? What would she invest in? And I started to live like that, even when I didn't have mm. it necessarily, maybe it was a credit card. And then eventually I knew that I would pay it off because I was playing this game of, I'm going to, and some people call this like fake it till you make it. I think it's more of this like act as if model you're training your subconscious brain to believe that it's true. And you can do that with money, business, health and wellness, you know, as a health coach, I think, man, I think more health coaches need to be talking about manifestation with like weight loss and fitness too, like mm. manifesting your dream body and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this could apply to that too. <gasps> I'm right. Couldn't it? I feel Maybe. like it could. I think for, at least for me, I think it's, it's about manifesting the woman you want to be. 
And, you know, like, cause you know, so much of what I do is all about breaking the diet mentality and, and helping women see their worth and finding the joy in it all. And I think when we get so stuck on like, I want to look like this and then putting all these pictures of these women in freaking bikinis with these abs that are like washboard and it's like, yeah, okay, of course they're, they look like that because it's their job to look like that, but they're also probably not eating enough and also probably have all these other issues and maybe not, maybe they're in a really healthy spot and that's great. But you know, a lot of what you see on the internet is not that. And I think, you know, I know so many women who have these like Pinterest boards of like inspiration of fitness inspiration. And it's like, God, like you don't need to be anything but who you are. It's just about the woman you want to be. And it's not about having six pack. It's about morphing into this incredible, vibrant, energized version of you that lights you up. And I think, I think there's this this disconnect between like having that that mindset and believing you can get there because there's this fear of well what if I don't get there or what are the the other side and I I know this is a big part of what you love yeah. to dive into is fear and something you said on a podcast episode like a billion goddamn years ago that really really <laughs> resonated with me I used to say fuck the fear I used to say don't matter you're gonna just go through it and you're gonna like figure it out. And you said, crash into the fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it flipped this switch in my brain where I went, God damn it, Amanda. Yes, because it's part of you. And it's totally normal to feel fear. Like that is weird. It is ingrained in our brains to be fearful. But if we allow it to limit us, that's where we're fucked. And if we don't like embrace it and go, Hey, yeah, I see you, but I'm going to do this because I know that I need to and do it anyways. Like that's where the magic happens. So can you share a little bit about your perspective around fear and kind of, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. And I love first what you talked about worthiness of investing in yourself because you are worth it. Mm -hmm. And for all of you ladies listening, whether you're brand new to your business and you're not making a ton or you're crushing a seven figure year, we're, we're all the same. We're all worthy of that. And I think that for me, I was just thinking of something that happened even a few weeks ago. And this is crazy. I don't, I've never shared this with anybody. Like, so I, I feel like this is like a vulnerable, cool story, but I'm at a point where it's like, okay, I, I shouldn't freak out about those little things, but I still do even of that worthiness level. So my other friend I was with, and she's like, Oh, I get these weekly blowouts. And I said, Oh, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm never going to do that. And she's like, why wouldn't you ever do that? You, 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 you like, you're in a place where that shouldn't even matter to you. And I'm like, Oh, I know it's not even about the money. I just don't feel like I'm worthy of doing that. Mm. And it was weird to see like, Hey, Angie at broke and Angie at a million dollar business is still the same Angie who didn't think that she was worthy of that Mm -hmm. thing. And it was weird because I was like, oh my God, she was so right. If I want to fucking get a blowout every week, I'm going <laughs> to fucking do it. <laughs> and now I've like changed the psychology around that. And I get one every single week now because I literally like I'm trading my brain to be like, you're, you're worth you're sitting worth down it. in a chair and having someone do your hair. Yeah. Like you are worth that. And so ladies, maybe this is like your nails or like something else, like the, the extra organic drink that you like, but makes you feel happy. Like little stuff like that mm-hmm. starts showing you're showing the world and showing yourself that like you're worthy of spending a little bit extra on those things because you're showing that you are this woman who is ready for that abundance to come in. I think if you cheap your way through things and you're always looking for the discounted thing and I'm not worthy of that. And who am I to get my nails done or blowouts or whatever, like you ladies want to do to like pamper yourself or feel like abundant. I think that then it just never happens because you're constantly, you know, in that state of like, Oh, I can't afford that. Or I'll never be able to to do that. Cause I remember thinking like, Oh, once I have a million dollar business, I'll just be 
sipping martinis and drinking I don't know like <laughs> wine all day getting blowouts and, like that's not what happened like yeah. it was still that girl in me who was like am I worthy am I mm. enough to do that who am I to do that who it's like this imposter syndrome of like who am I to allow myself that hour to do yeah. that and have someone do my fucking hair for me like there was so much talk in that and I was like what a weird moment that I experienced and I just feel like that could totally resonate with women um but yeah I feel like um going into fear. Yeah. You have to crash into it. And I love that you said that. I mean, you're human. We're all human. And I think to be fearless is bull crap. Like who, who's actually fearless? Mm-hmm. No one, Nobody. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm scared every day, like, who, like of everything. And I I'm still working through that. And I think that fear and excitement are a very similar emotion. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a little bit afraid that it's probably a sign that you shouldn't do it actually, because I think that the things that scare us, we really should, should hug and embrace and crash into. And that mm-hmm. means you're excited. It means you care. If you're terrified to launch a program, you probably should do it because you care and you want people to sign up. And if you weren't scared, then what life is boring if we're not a little bit scared. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that you, uh, you realize that you're never going to be fearless and that's okay. Yeah. it's And that's normal that you don't have to be fearless. Cause I don't know who is. So, right. It's literally, I mean, literally we are primitively like made to run away from the wolf, right? Like it's just yeah. like ingrained yeah. in our body. Well, like- we also live in this really crazy society of go to school, get a safe job. They mm. use the word safe. So then you can be safe with your family and your kids will be healthy and safe. And they make us terrified of everything. And they were conditioned to be afraid yeah. to live life and live in this world. And it's kind of sad. And I think that allowing yourself to realize that we live in a very safe, fun, playful, uh, you know, industry, uh, I almost said industry, like <laughs> universe and allowing your system to know that you can take risks. I think yeah. we live in a society that we're not, supposed to take risks like oh my god you, you know, we have everything set up we got the 401k and we've got this life and we're all supposed to like live in this cookie cutter <laughs> this cookie cutter way and so yeah. I don't think society is really encouraging people like go out and do crazy shit and see if it works <laughs> I totally <laughs> I think agree. us like thought leaders are doing it but I think that most people yeah. are not we're fucking doing humans. that they're like uh what <laughs> yeah no I know like it's so funny because I went to a super academic high school and I lo- love my my friends from high school like we're still super close but most of them went on to be you know lawyers and doctors and in business and do their PhDs and here I am being like I'm gonna go to school for acting and then oh I'm gonna start a business and just like I come back to like our reunions and our Christmas parties and everything and they're just like you were like like your life is so interesting you know and it's so interesting like I was having a conversation with one of my dear friends from high school and he sat me down he was like I my life is so boring like I go to work every day and I do this thing and like I'm grateful for everything it's given me but like my life is so boring and he's like you you figured it out like you went the out of the box way and it, it hit me for the first time because I always just thought they thought I was this weird, you know, like this weird amoeba who just like went yep. off and did her thing. And it's just, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm grateful that I had a mom who said, hey, you should pursue this acting thing. And I'm grateful Aww. that I had the courage within myself to face the fear, to crash into the fear and go, I'm really passionate about breaking this dieting bullshit. And I want to help other women do this. And if I can help one person, cool. And I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And like this, this this all happened. Like this podcast is here. Like me working with you is here. Like all the things happen because I had the courage to do something different. And 
for all of you listening that are feeling stuck in your lives, like there is never like a, you you can change it at any moment if you decide. Um, And I just hope that hearing both of our stories and, and, and all this crazy shit we've been talking about has given you some sense. This is a crazy fucking episode. (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. Like I love it because it's just so real and raw and like, you know, that's what we're all about. But you guys have the power to like, to, to, to make your life the way you choose. Um, and you can do that anytime and in any way. And if a nine to five like resonates with your life and that's what makes you feel good, that's fucking rad. Um, but it doesn't have to be that if it doesn't. And just know that we are both living, breathing examples of, of that. So, yeah, I just, I want people to know life's your playground. I think people take this this game of life a little too seriously too. going Mm -hmm. back to humor and success. I think they actually intertwine in that way where we're not meant to come down here and just be these stagnant, linear, one-minded, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to be a lawyer and then I'm going to have kids and then I'm going to die. Like, I don't think that's what we're here to do. I think we're here to play and explore and fuck up and then try again and do Mm. awesome stuff, help people try again, maybe fail. It's just a game. We're all just playing it. It's supposed to be playful and fun. And I think I'm trying to infuse that into my business and encourage women to do that. And at the end of the day, if that's what I can inspire women to do, that's success, right? Is that I'm totally. inspiring at least one woman who listens to the show or wherever to um, just do what she really wants to do because yeah. we all deserve to do what we want to do. And, you know, life's short, so we might as well. I love it. <laughs> I could not agree more. All right. Um, we're going to end some things on some like fast, fun questions. All right. Yay! So you ready? Okay. I know. We went into some deep shit about manifestation in life, guys. And now we're going to get <laughs> weird. <laughs> Weirder. Oh God, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, this one's not weird though. Um, favorite thing to do on a Friday night, although maybe your answer will be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Insert exciting thing here now because you usually just work all the time. So no, uh, it's 4 p.m. on a Friday night in California. What am I going to do? Um, my boyfriend and I like to cook a lot. We like to, well, he does. Let's, let's, let's rephrase that. He likes to cook. <laughs> I suck at cooking. <laughs> But we, we are pretty much baby grandma and baby grandpas. We, we like to stay in and chill. I'm, I'm pretty protective of my energy on the weekends mm-hmm. because I exert so much with my, my work and yeah. my life. So if there's an event, I'll go to it. But I'm, I'm kind of a hermit, guys. I'm kind of a hermit. Hermit life forever. I'm just baby grandma hermit life forever. <laughs> it's the best. And also snuggles with Meatball, which is her adorable oh. dog. Duh. Oh my God. I forgot. How could you forget I just hang out meatball. Answer meatball. Meatball. Always. I love it. Okay. If you could be named something other than Angie, what would it be? Baby grandma. <laughs> oh is that what they, what does gosh. that mean? Like, oh, like a name, like, like a real an name. Like an actual name. Oh, oh, um, ooh. I like the name Jessica. I think it's pretty. I don't know. Okay, cool. Love it. All right. Backstreet Boys or sync, and why? In sync. <gasps> I know. I, don't I liked, know if we can be I liked, anymore. <laughs> I forgot his name. This is a sin. How did I forget his name? Justin? There was one that was really sexy. The tall, oh. short, brown haired one. I loved him. And I just put his picture over my bed and I just loved him. Mm, that's how I felt with Backstreet Boys. <laughs> when I was seven, I told my mom I was going to marry Nick Carter. And I had this poster of him that I would kiss before bed. No joke. It was real. <laughs> We... I bet you he lives in LA and is like a druggie and just not doing anything with his life. You know what? I really hope he has a beautiful <laughs> life right now. And if Nick Carter, if you're listening, I'm married now, but I appreciate you for everything you did for my seven-year-old I'm self. I'm married now. <laughs> 
Nick, Nikki, Nick, if you're listening to this, there's still a chance. Reach out to Amanda. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Taken off the window. <laughs> Wait, but what is that guy's name from NSYNC? There was a whole bunch of jo- them. Okay. There was Joey Fatone. Jo- oh, yeah. Joey. And the Ooh, Lance, his, Lance Bass. Bass. God damn it. Amanda. Lance, Lance Bass. Joey it, w- it wasn't those two. Who was the other one? one you guys, are, if you know, you, let reach us know. out to us. <laughs> yeah, tag us. Because I was, I was in love with him, so obviously it meant something to me at some well, point. Clearly not anymore because you don't even know his name. Uh, clearly you didn't write like Mrs. Nick Carter in your journal a hundred times like nobody else in this current <laughs> conversation. So. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> funny. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> oh my, yeah, real life. Okay, weirdest thing you ever wore in the 90s. I used to wear like really weird one color jumpsuits. I wore a Lion King jumpsuit Shut up. onesie. My mom put me in it. I have a picture. I was four or five. So this must have been 93, 94, 95. I was There's a lot of years just, in there. Just, I, it was between like 92 to 95. I was just rocking the Lion King, just Lion King socks, I underwear, mean, everything. Best. Lion King was life. Is, was it, is it your favorite Disney movie? Um, yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> Oh my God, shut up. Who's your favorite character? Simba. Oh no, <laughs> you're supposed to say Pumbaa because he farts all the time. He kind of reminds me of Meatball. Oh yeah, that's cute. <laughs> if you guys have to go check out her Insta stories and see Meatball because he's, he's literally pig. just, yeah, a little pig and adorable and I oh love him. God. Okay. So and last question. What does it mean to you to live a fuck yes life? Oh, mm. <laughs> just that <laughs> oh mm. <laughs> mm, yeah oh yeah <laughs> to live a fuck yes life means that you are doing scary shit and you're living outside of your comfort zone my mm, drop <laughs> yes love that oh my gosh this has been so great thank you awesome. so much for being here and sharing your heart and your weirdness and everything um where can our <laughs> listeners like get to know you and 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 vibe with you more on the web Yay. Thank you so much, Amanda. This was awesome. You are a great podcaster. I loved this. This was so much fun. I love podcasts that aren't super structured and boring. I feel like we just actually got to just talk and have fun. And I know the women are going to love this. I hope the women are going to love this. If not, sorry. Go bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye, troll. Um, You can find me on Instagram or head to iTunes. If you're already on iTunes, then go check out the Rich Rich Podcast. And I'd love for you to head over there, listen to some episodes and say hi on Instagram. Love it. Definitely check her out. Her podcast is legit. Too legit to quit. I love it. <laughs> Wait, is that, do people still say that Zane? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I do. So sorry if you can't Too legit to quit. <laughs> that was like 2012 or something or like 2009. Remember that was like the You're thing You're really good say. with your years. This is what I've learned about you today. <laughs> I like don't know. I'm like, God, I'm one of those people. I don't know years at all. I just I know when I was born in the 90s and the 80s and the 2000s are all the same. Clearly, (laughs) (laughs) I haven't actually lived. It's cool. (laughs) What did I say about storytelling? I was like, oh, back in the 1400s where they were putting poop on the walls. Guys, what happened in the 1400s? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But clearly they were throwing poop on the walls. (laughs) I clearly failed history class. Little little side note there for any of your listeners who feel like, you know history is not their thing you can still be happy and successful and successful and a millionaire like you crazy lady oh my gosh you're the best thank you for sharing your heart and everything and you guys definitely go check her out and give her some love on the interwebs and we will chat later yay talk to you soon 
And there you have it. Thank you so much, Angie, for coming on the podcast. And for all of the show notes and everything we talked about in today's episode, check it out on www.amandacatherineloy, that's Catherine with a, with a K, like a koala, um, dot com slash podcast slash 12. And until next week, I will see you guys on the gram. Make sure you are shouting out the pod so I can see your guys' takeaways. And until next week, have a fab, fab, fab one. 